0: You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast.
1: Cam and Phil, I would like to start off by saying how happy I am to be here. And despite how others may act, I support the both of you completely. I think the way you guys have is beautiful, and I would never change either of you. So, for this interview, alright? First question I want to ask you guys is, how long have the two of you been together?
0: Well, I mean, you know this. Years. I mean, we, we met in the same place, Ryan. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, this this interview's... Not for me, it's for your listeners,
0: so let them know. Right, okay. How yeah, long have you yeah. been together? That would make sense. Um,
2: That's fair, good point. Let's
0: see, what what year is it, Phil? It is 2019,
2: I want to say, going back to 2016.
0: I think wow. so, yeah, yeah, 15 or 16, end of, wait, I don't know, actually. I think 16, is safe.
2: Okay. It was well before the mass purge. Oh, he who will not of, be named. You know, that. Yeah. The honorary Shane. Yeah, it was like months before the purge happened, so whenever that happened. Yeah, I so mean... it's, so it's been a while. Been, we've been together for a while.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, it's been good. In a way, you could even say we've been a thruple for a while.
1: Okay, well, that's beautiful, guys. Absolutely beautiful. I'm very happy for both of you. Thank you. So now, okay, I have some questions. First of all, Cam, when did you come out? And Phil, when did you realize you were this way? Was it before or after joining the
0: Marines? Come, come out?
2: Wait you think we're huh? gay?
0: He now he has to mean as libertarians because you know how you know statist parents act. That's what you're talking about, right? Right, Ryan?
2: I'm pretty sure he thinks we're gay.
0: With each other? <laughs> Welcome to Make Liberty Great again. the best damn Liberty podcast that you've never heard of. Phil and I will be your guides as we peer into the ridiculous reality of our society and our government. Let's get to it.
1: All right, guys. So moving on to more questions. Let me ask you. Cam, this first question for you. You have a wonderful voice, but you have very little noticeable accent. If I had to guess, I would assume that you grew up somewhere in the mid-east coast. Uh, where did you grow up, and where are you now?
0: I grew up in a little... A little town, uh, just south of Birmingham, Alabama. The the lack of twang has a lot to do with just kind of how I grew up. I liked being funny. My brother liked being funny. We liked acting. We, we we everyone in my family wanted to be an actor at some point or another. And so there was a certain point in my life where I started doing Elvis imperson- impersonations oh. as a little kid. And so like it was one of those things where like voice control, for some reason early on became a thing for me. And I got rid of that accent real quick. Okay. (laughs) But right now I'm, I'm hidden out somewhere in Georgia and it's, it's not as favorite as Alabama is favorite to me. Were you ashamed of your accent? I wasn't, I don't think I was ashamed of it. I just, everyone I knew who had a strong one just happened to also be dumb. (laughs) And (laughs) I didn't want to have that. I didn't want to have that stigma on me. Done by
2: association. Yeah, I get it. Yeah,
0: I mean, Alabama gets a lot of crap. I mean, I, I can't... Besides Mississippi, maybe, we get the most crap out of... Anytime there's a joke about incest or bestiality or any number of things, Alabama's the first person they go after. Oh, there's there's incest? Oh, he must be from Alabama.
1: Well, you know, I would hear your voice, and I would never think Alabama. <laughs> I'll definitely tell you that. <laughs>
0: Oh. Uh, my funny story that has nothing to do with me My brother, when he went to college We ended up going to the same college And I got some, kind of the, some of the same questions then Was um, he went down there And a lot of his friends were like Wait, you're, you're, from, you're from Alabama? Oh, so uh, so do, do, you have sex, do you have sex with your sister? Do you have sex with, with, uh, with goats? And one time someone asked him that Do you have sex with goats? And he goes, oh, you mean Gretchen? Believe me She's amazing. And I was like, that's... That's awful. That's my brother. That's
2: really bad. Where's the funny part? (laughs) We should probably cut that. That's the worst joke I've ever heard.
0: (laughs) I'm the funny one.
1: Apparently. Yeah. (laughs) We, We believe you came. All right, Phil, your turn. You have a nice sounding voice, despite your obvious speech difficulties, especially with pronunciation, like crayon, obviously. Regardless of any of that, where do
2: you come from and where are you now? What's crayon? Well, I come from San Diego, California. I grew up there um, until I was 16. And then I moved over here to, you know, somewhere in Arizona, location unknown. Um, that's where I currently reside.
0: It's kind of funny to me how both of us are just like, <laughs> we're not going to tell you what city we live in Fair right enough. now. <laughs>
2: that's just my natural defense mechanism. I'm not trying to get any kind of weirdos showing up. Yeah, All right.
0: we and we don't trust the internet.
2: I'll just say I live in an area where there's a lot of Mormons that come in, around and try to talk to you about stuff.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great that is that is perfect for leading into the next question here, guys. They're so pushy though. Man. The Mormons?
0: Yeah.
2: Cuz you could t- you could just say hard no. I don't want to talk or like no thank you. And they're like, "Are you sure?" I mean, you, you want to talk like if, just take a minute like have you ever thought about church of latter-day saints you know jesus christ latter-day saints all that stuff they just well, you know it's like it's like an old sales tactic you, you have to give like a soft rebuttal and then like a hard rebuttal
0: you know huh. uh, let me tell you my one of my I, i'm a prankster by by nature one of my favorite pranks is using the mormon church against people because what I'll do, and I've done it to a few different people, and it's always hilarious, is you go to the Mormon website, Mormon.org or whatever it is, and you can order <laughs> a um, a Mormon, a Book of Mormon, and some missionaries to come to your house and talk to you. Nice. And so if if I if I want to prank someone, in a non-violent and non, you know, no property damage or anything I'll like order that. Order them
1: some Mormons.
0: I, I, I order them some Mormons, and it's <laughs> honestly the most fun thing because I did it to my wife's grandmother, who's a staunch Catholic. And so I ordered her some Mormons, and they came to her house, and then my my wife got a call, and she was like, you'll never believe what happened. You'll never believe it. Mormons came to our house again, and I'm just sitting in the back, like, <laughs> giggling.
1: <laughs> oh, that's wonderful.
0: <laughs> so that's – and then I did it to – um. A, an annoying co-worker one time. And really, the beauty of the situation is that you do it and it's not not harmful at all, but they get so mad and they're very vocal about it. So you hear all about it and you just have to not laugh.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a great title to the episode. Ordering Mormons.
0: I wonder how many people, like, if they just show up to their door
2: like, are you here to strip? Because, like, how, how random is that? You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine opening the door? Hey, we're here to pray with you. someone order some Mormons? Like, that's just... Oh, that would make me so uncomfortable. So let let me ask the next question.
1: Okay, Cam. Okay, I've heard that you're a Christian. Have you ever considered Islam? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: there are there are a lot of ways to answer that question. <laughs> uh, easiest is no. <laughs> I mean, I've I've what's so that's so funny because I actually got. A, a Quran because I was like you know what I've I've read the Book of Mormon I've looked through the Buddhist teachings and the Hindu teachings just to kind of know what's going on and I got a I got a Quran and it was in the house and I didn't read it for a while and my wife threw it away <laughs> and I was like I was like Kaylee why'd you why'd you throw away this the Quran that I got and she was like you know what I could just feel it. it didn't feel right Cam it it just need, it needed to get out of my house. I was like, well, okay, I'll see if I can download one then.
1: <laughs> okay, then. I guess that works. So why do you hate Muslims? Is it because of your whorish lifestyle?
0: <laughs> yes, I mean, for, and there are multiple reasons why I hate Muslims. Mostly because 9/11 uh, when top? I talk to women... <laughs> Phil! <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's why I chipped in. I gave you gave you
2: some guidance. Nine eleven's gotta be the number one reason.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well oh, I mean that is
1: the correct answer. But Cam didn't give that answer. Nine, okay, so nine, he missed his nine, chance. Nine, he phoned nine, a friend.
0: Nine eleven.
2: <laughs> you used your phone a friend already.
1: So next question. Let me ask you, Phil. I hear that you married a woman last year. So why did you marry a woman instead of a man? And what do you have against gays?
2: Well I married her because she's pretty cool. And I happen to like women. Why? shocker, as that may be after all those years in the military. I, I managed to stay straight. Uh, she was pretty awesome. She's pretty great. She puts up with my shenanigans. So I figured, eh, you know, like, what does Beyonce always say? If you like it, put a ring on it. Well, that that's great, but why not a man? Why not a man? <laughs> because you know what?
0: Because he never met you in person.
2: Yeah. I, I feel like we would really yeah, hit it off. And fair, but... But... You know, I just never found the right guy. I guess <laughs> until you met your wife. Until is she the right guy? <laughs> she is. She she is. She has all the good qualities of a man and none of the bad qualities. All right, Cam. <laughs> yes. What is the most
0: important thing in your life? Oh goodness, um, that's a real question. He said <laughs> he um, said
2: thing, not things. So you can't say your children. it's one thing one thing. <laughs> Choose wisely, I guess.
0: Choose wisely. My penis. Alright. There it is. Okay.
1: There
2: we
0: go. on <laughs> it. <So> <laughs> what's the most
1: important thing in your life?
2: <laughs> Cam's <laughs> penis, hands down.
1: Do you want to revise uh, your answer to my first question to you guys?
2: Yeah, let's get... Can we get a mulligan? <laughs> don't cut this, though. I like I it. don't.
1: I don't know what that is. <laughs>
2: it's a golf term i think, it's in it, golf I think it means if you, start over if
0: you screw up you get an extra you get an extra go thanks for the sound effect i
1: assumed it was a drink okay you know what that could be a, a good drink sounds like something you drink can i
0: get a mulligan thank you
2: yeah all right cam all right you're on you're the hot seat buddy well actually this is a question
1: for both of you guys
2: do we what have,
0: are, do we okay. have to what ring in what are you
1: ding I mean, you could shut up so I can ask you the question.
0: <laughs> uh, not likely. This is a
1: question for you both. What are you guys doing to address worldwide man-made climate change?
2: Uh, I'm farting less, to be honest with you. So less less emissions.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm a nihilist, so I'm farting more. I'd really like to speed up the process.
2: Well, I'm canceling him out because I don't fart at all. So I'm doing my part. <laughs> I'm trying to
0: keep things, you know green
2: do
1: you plan to keep recording when you're drowning in the ocean
0: mm. well i mean i i figure we'll at least build a raft yeah
2: sandbag sandbags are on the property that should do it <laughs> brilliant <laughs> what are you doing okay.
0: but if if is it is I, I know it's not pc but what if i said that i didn't believe that climate change had anything to do with man
1: yeah, okay. You're one of those flat Earth, great big ball of fire in the sky kind of people. You know, ooh, there's a big, a big burning ball of fire in the sky that makes the planet warm and sometimes and cold. Sometimes. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, you're one of those. Okay, no, I don't want to hear any of that crap.
0: Science denier, science denier. <laughs> one, one, one of those that thinks that I don't know. We've had ice ages in the past. Maybe this sh- just happens. Yeah,
1: making that stuff <laughs> yeah. up.
0: I think if you actually said that. It- on
2: air, we'd probably go to jail. So, just, you know. Only if Bill Nye had his way. Oh, yeah, the not scientist.
1: Are we talking about climate change or the word that Cam used that you're going to have to bleep out?
2: Oh, no. Being <laughs> being science deniers, I think
0: we can go to jail for that now.
1: Okay. Well.
0: Am I not allowed to say shit on my own podcast? Well, I no. don't know.
1: I just, that caught no. me off guard. And I went, oh, okay, then you said, are we allowed to say that on air? And I went, oh, wait. So...
0: Both. Sorry. <laughs> can't say either. I just got stuck on that. We, we definitely can't say f- though. No. That's, why, too, that's too far. Why can't you say... F-
1: no, no. You can say... F-
0: I'm going to bleep every f*** you said.
1: <laughs> what is that? What, I, what? All right. Here's another for you both. Why did you guys start this podcast, and what do you hope to accomplish with it?
0: You were actually more or less a part of the original podcast in some ways, because I always talk to you about what I wanted to do with the other two um, in the previous iteration of this podcast. And I kept... I actually... when we I think we lasted all of nine episodes. You know, there were, there were just certain things that led to it not happening anymore. And so after some things cleared up and uh, there were some changes, I suddenly wanted to do it again. And so I had the genius idea yeah. of hey i should do this with phil messaged him w- like just one random day and i think i think it's probably a monday or tuesday right phil i believe so and then by friday we had re- by friday or saturday we recorded our first episode and really the goal like because it, at first we were t- i didn't even have this on the docket but i wanted there to be a liberty minded news show because there were there used to be a couple of liberty-minded news shows that I would listen to, but either the host host was a giant cuck douchebag that I couldn't listen to anymore, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or I just wasn't interested in, in the presentation. And so, you know, talking to Phil, coming up with it, we, we thought, you know, we can fill this niche, but at the same time, both of us are very interested in comedy and writing, and so I, we thought, hey, let's... Let's do this, but instead of making it a strictly super serious news show, let's let's play this up like it's like a, a, a night show.
2: Yeah, I think that's the feel that we try to bring to it is we try to make it fun you know one of the, a libertarian version of one of those nighttime late night TV shows, but you know actually funny and good and not you know super liberal and gay.
1: Not that there's anything wrong with that.
2: What do you have against gay people, people, Phil? <laughs> Not gay as in, like, homosexual. Gay as in lame. What it used to mean back
0: back in our youth. But, yeah, so there's there's the answer to to that question. We wanted
2: to make it fun. We didn't want another stuffy show to where, you know, the opening of the show is, you know, in, you know, page 394 of Rothbard's Anatomy of the State. You see here, and he lays out this argument. We wanted to bring a little bit of fun and pizzazz you know, to the libertarian movement, help spread the message in, you know, kind of a fun, more palatable way, at least in my opinion.
1: Well, I still haven't heard you guys refer to your listeners as children and childish and troublemakers and immature,
2: so. Ragtag
0: wannabes.
1: You guys still have a long ways to go before you're one of the, a real podcast, you know?
0: I do call them trolls, though, just because I'm really hoping they eventually become trolls, because that's all I want is more trolling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a compliment.
2: Yes, that would be good. As any good parent, you know, we hope to get the best out of our children. And that's, you know, how we feel about our, our listeners. We just want the best out of them.
1: As opposed to when you say that I don't like war and I don't like cops. <laughs> and the podcast host turns around and says, you anarchist. You, yeah. Anarch? What? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't like co- cops murdering people. I don't like the military murdering people. <laughs> I guess that makes me an anarchist. Yeah.
2: Stop your anarchy over there. <laughs> Stop being
1: childish. All right, next question, Cam. Yes. Where would you like to
0: see yourself in ten years? In ten years, not in Georgia anymore, um, for one. <laughs> I don't like it that much. I'm not joking. <laughs> this is not. This is not where I wanted to be. Honestly, I'd love to be able to do something I give a crap about. Like you know, this the, this podcast is, for all intents and purposes, just a um a labor of love, but. I think that, you know, eventually the goal would be either, I mean, a couple of different things. I'd love to be able to find a way uh, to be in some form of ministry. But on top of that, I would love to be able to support myself by writing and presenting and, you know, podcasting as well as helping other people podcast, which is really what, you know, we're trying to do with this network that we're working on. If we could find a way to. Monetize that not just for us mm-hmm. but for other podcasts. That would be the the coolest thing in the world.
1: Now, they've recorded a lot of those Marvel movies in Georgia. Yes. Now I kn- I know the recent phase is done, but I mean they're gonna be making more Black Panther movies and Captain Marvel movies. Are you gonna miss not being around for those?
0: I mean I do somewhat work with um, some of the people that do some of the costuming and set dressing and stuff like that so I mean it's cool that I've been able to pick their brains like you know with um, Endgame probably about a year ago I was talking to one of the set dressers and I floated him some of my theories of what Endgame would be and I was right and I loved that because it means they made smart decisions in that movie except for some that I would change just slightly but no I mean there are some things that, that I may miss but honestly the most that comes out of Working near where those are made, are that every now and then um, on screen I can look and see some freaking leather that I sold to a person who put it on the screen. Actually, I did. I did help with the pants that I think Eleven will be wearing in the third season of Stranger Things. So if you see any cool pants? All right. I put the buttons on those. <laughs>
1: There's your legacy right there, man. I heard that you also, I mean, this isn't the first time you've, you know, interacted with famous people
2: or,
0: you know, uh,
1: famous things. Like, you met Sean Astin
0: in the past, didn't you? I did. Do you want to hear
1: my Sean Astin story?
2: Uh,
0: of course oh, I do. No.
1: I love Sean Astin. He is wonderful. Ru- I'll always love Rudy. Oh, I hate Sean
0: Astin on a personal level. We have beef. Um, Wait,
1: who, who would hate Sam? Why is Gam Gam would. He's the I best. hope you
0: prepared for this story. I think it was 2015, 2016. Uh, Sean Astin was working on a movie in Birmingham where I was living at the time. It was called Mom's Night Out. It was a Christian movie. I
1: enjoyed that movie. That was a fun one.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, if you look hard enough, you might see me, but probably not. But I was, I was called by the casting director because he was friends with a friend of mine that was a PA on the shoot. And uh, they were like, hey we'd like to, you to come in, we'd like you to be a featured extra, you have a motorcycle, you have a large beard, you'd be perfect in this scene that we're doing with a lot of motorcycles and um, that big country singer that was in that yeah. scene. I can't remember his name.
1: I forget too, but he was funny.
0: I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, yeah, I can do that. And so I get my motorcycle and I ride up to the, the location and uh, we stop, I stop in the parking lot and we're kind of waiting around till everything happens. And... Uh, Sean Astin just walks right up to me and I'm like I'm starstruck this is this is Samwise Gamgee like if there was ever a freaking Lord of the Rings fan bigger than me I don't want to meet that person he comes up and he's really nice and I'm like oh man this guy's so cool he's down to earth and he he was like hey can I sit on your motorcycle I said uh okay you know that's fine he's like can I can I ride it around I've I've taken some some lessons and I've got insurance and you know, there's not going to be any issue or anything like that. I'd, I'd love to just, this is a slightly, cause it was a sportster. So it was a slightly lower profile bike where his little tiny baby legs could touch the floor. And so I said, uh, you know, like in my heart, I was going, no, no, no. But my brain was going, this is, this is Samwise Gamgee. Of course, I'm going to let him ride my bike for a second, except it wasn't for a second. <laughs> as soon as he got on the bike and started riding around, um, they were like, okay, it's time to get to, The real set. Everyone get on their bikes and ride over. I was like, okay, I don't have my bike right now. What am I going to do? And he was off like scooting around on my bike. And I was, you know, freaked the hell out because, you know, this is my first motorcycle. And I had just put some new brake and clutch levers on it. And I was so proud of all the work that I'd done to make it look pretty. And they were like, go, go. You need to get there. You need to be in this scene. You're one of our featured extras. Go. And I was like, I don't have my bike. And they were like, just jump on with someone. And so I had to ride bitch with some dude I didn't know. And, like, you know, usually when you, like, there's a little on the back of a motorcycle seat, there's a little strap that you can hold on to so that you don't have to hug the other person. And I was holding on to this strap, like, terrified because I'm like, this strap's not going to do anything if, if he turns the wrong way. <laughs> I can't hold on. Uh, but we finally get to it, and I sit there for like an hour and a half or two hours. And uh, they're just waiting on things to happen. I'm just standing there because my bike isn't over there. And then my friend who's the PA calls me and he, he brings me, he, I get in his car, he takes me over to my, to my uh, bike and on the little drive to where my bike was, he goes, by the way, and I was like, don't start with that. Um, he goes, by the way, you know how, how Sean was on your bike? And I was like, yes. And he goes, well, he dropped it. I was like, "The hell you mean he dropped it? Like, did he? Was it all out? Was he, what's going on? You know, is it, you know, a little bit of freaking out?" And he was like, "No, it's nothing too bad. It should be fine. You can't ride off with it because Sean still has your keys and he wants to give them back to you." And I was like, "Okay, he dropped my bike. <laughs> um, he he did. He messed it up a little bit. He wants to meet with me so he can give me my keys back and you know throw me a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars to fix whatever, whatever it is that he messed up, right?" And so I get there and I walk up to Sean Aston and he hands me my keys and he goes, Oh, Hey, I have a question for you. And I was like, okay, here, he's going to tell me what he did. And he goes, when you're riding on a motorcycle and you, you start slowing down, how do you get it to not fall over? And I was like, you put your feet down, Sean, you put your feet on the ground. That's, that's the, that's the only thing you have to do is put your feet on the ground he was like, "Cool, you know, it didn't happen or anything, but, uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's a good note." And he gives me the keys. He goes, "You have a good day," and leaves.
1: Ah, oh,
0: that hurts. He owes you money. I he he does. Well, I mean, I don't have that bike anymore, but it's the principle of the thing. He owes you. I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm thinking, man, this is someone that I've watched for years since I was a kid, and I've loved, and he's kind of an asshole, and he has no integrity. I mean, anyone if If either of you had done that to my bike, would you not have been like, hey man, I did this, you know, let me, I mean, it wasn't anything big. There were scratches on the things I just put on there. I mean, it would have cost maybe a hundred dollars to replace, but instead I found out he's kind of a weasel. Hmm. So I don't like him and it's, he's, it's now ruined movies for me that he's in because I see him come on screen and I'm like, oh, I hate you. (laughs) Even, Even Stranger Things season two. It was so hard to, uh, like, I don't like him on a personal level. It's so weird. I've never had that happen before where a character is fun to watch, but I just do not like the character in the big show because I know I've met him and he was an ass to me. (laughs) It's a really weird thing that I've never experienced before.
1: Well, I thought he was great in that.
0: I'm sure he was. I still think he's a weasel. All right. If you're hearing this, Sean Astin... I can give you my Venmo, and you can make this right.
1: Well, moving on to Phil. Phil, you don't get as much time as Cam had just now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> thank God. He took his time with that. It's a story. Was it, was it a story, or was it a novel? <laughs> you ask for a story, I give, you, I give you the story. I give you the color.
1: All right. All right. All right. I thought it was the funny guy. Isn't there <laughs> going to be like a punchline or something yeah, funny? When's, or? This
2: get, when's this show get funny? Or is this like your
1: brother's kind of funny, like that joke you <laughs> said earlier? Another one of those? Let me tell you this great Sean Astin story. I can't stand him.
0: Okay, I'll, 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 I'll cut it out. I'll just make it say, I met Sean Astin once. He's an ass. And that'll be the whole story that we get in the, in the show. Sound good? You literally could have just said he borrowed my
2: motorcycle on set for a movie. He laid it down and he didn't pay for the damages. That's literally that's that's done. But now Story's you have done. to
1: keep it in there. No, <laughs> your your listeners need to hear this. They need to hear your attitude. They need to know who you really are as you take they this entire to the episode truth, to talk about the
2: whole truth.
0: Sean Aston. <laughs> hey, hey, if you don't if you don't want the answer, don't ask the question, man. So ask ask Phil ask Phil something softball so we can get through this.
1: Well, I won't ask him what the strangest thing he's seen in the, the bathroom of the of his gym with the with the man drawing himself yeah you don't want to go down there yeah i'm not you don't want to go down that road i'm not going anywhere near that i'm just it only leads to pain different all right phil where would you see yourself or where would you like to see yourself in 10 years
2: well ideally celebrating my 10-year anniversary with cam that would be great um i'm kind of upset that he didn't say that in his answer so we're going to talk about that off air sounds gay um well not if we're wearing socks
1: that's a marine thing right yeah yes <laughs> yes and no
2: yes and no I won't get into the details because it's gonna get super gay well do <laughs> Marines really do
1: the thing where they like play with each other's junk to show how not gay they are
2: I'm not actually sure what you're referring to so I don't think that that's a thing <laughs> <laughs> I never fought fond- I never fondled anybody or was fondled <laughs>
0: Well, it's like that game, because um, <clears throat> I know they do it in youth groups, you know, like the, the fire truck game. Oh, yeah, the, we do. The state we do game. The fire
2: truck game, yeah. That's how you mess with the new guys. Or, like, if you've ever seen the movie Waiting, where they. Um, what's that game they played in Waiting where they would show each other, you know, they'd give each other the brain or whatever, and they'd have to kick them for being a, a meat gazer? That was a big one. You just. All of a sudden, you go into someone's room, and they're just standing there with their junk in their hand, like, uh freaking meat gazer.
1: Okay. Then Where would you, you like them? to see yourself in Gross. 10 years?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that got sidetracked. All right, back to the question at hand. In 10 years, um, I'd like to see, you know, ideally doing doing this on a larger scale. You know, we've been doing this for a short period of time, but I've really enjoyed it. Um, you know, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that, you know, I get to see Cam do and help out with. Um, I'm a big fan. Um, just having a lot of fun being here, doing what we're doing. And like I said, ideally 10 years down the road, just keep on doing it, but at a, you know, much larger scale. That's what I would like to do.
1: Excellent. I keep thinking I should ask about the Marines, but you probably noticed by now I know nothing. So I'm not going anywhere near that direction. (laughs) Hey, that's okay. This is how
2: we, this is how we bridge gaps. You ask me whatever you want to, good friend. We'll bridge the gap. Let the healing process begin. All
1: right, guys. Final question for both of you guys. You can answer in any order, okay? okay? Right or left hand?
2: I'm left-handed.
0: <laughs> I did. I I found use, euphemism in that question. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I was,
2: going, I was just going. I was just going. I was just going to skip that, but that's okay. What euphemism?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I
0: little. I don't want to talk about my alone little, time. <laughs> little. You know. I'm right handed. What are you? <laughs> Seriously?
1: What the heck? Okay. Well, this has been a great interview.
0: Okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a masturbation question. <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought that's where you were going oh, it totally,
1: with it. it no, it, it totally was. Okay. See, knew it. Called it.
0: <laughs> any other questions I should ask you guys? Um so many. No, I think that I think that we should devolve into conversation. Don't you? Or evolve. About what? I don't know. What what do you want to talk about? What do you want to know that you haven't actually asked?
1: What do I want to know?
2: Yeah, now you now you'll just switch it up to asking personal questions. Let's get let's get weird.
1: Yeah, because we've not asked any weird questions so far.
0: We can get weirder. Well, I mean, we could, we could, we could ask liberty questions, probably. Like, did, would people want to know how Phil decided not to be a marine anymore, or why his last name is Padilla and he's a white ginger?
1: Wait, his last name's not Padilla. In my head, I've always pronounced it
2: Padilla. Nope. <laughs> Super Mexican. I
0: did too. I did too until. Um, We did an episode with him in the first podcast called Coco Jams or something like that. Oh, And I called him Padilla, and he goes, it's Padilla. And I was like, crap, you're just so white, I didn't expect Mexican. Yeah, like tortilla.
1: Yeah, it's it's a tragic (laughs) story. Phil tortilla, Phil tortilla, Phil tortilla. All right. Tortilla Padilla. (laughs) Get that in my brain. Tortilla
2: Padilla.
1: Phil, why are you not a Marine anymore?
2: Well short answer is it's too many rules and too many stupid people long answer is i just joined to you know get the hell out of dodge i was 18 i was restless i wanted to you know get out of my house and put some distance there see the world that's why my first duty station i chose was japan i was like can't get much farther away than japan an anime obviously but, yeah and you know every young teenage boy has a an asian girl fetish of course at least the, the cool ones do but don't shake your head cam you know you did liar the short the very don't, short don't Asians. lie on air do not lie on air to our fans you know
0: it's okay but um but yeah i just is it bad that i just liked white girls is that something i can say or do i need to cut that out Yeah, you can't you can't <laughs> like anything white leave it out <laughs> Don't. It's just. Have it's you just... ever
1: seen Filipino girls in person?
2: Yeah, I've been to the Philippines. <laughs> I mean, they're one not They're Filipino a notch above girls. Japanese. I've been to the Philippines several times.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you see any Filipino man boys, man girls, girl men,
2: she males? Not in the Philippines, but in Thailand, I saw them everywhere. And actually, got we the group I was with, because you had to go out in groups of four or more. Um, we got chased by a, a, like literally a mob of them chased us down a street like it 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 was like something out of a movie we were running through we were playing frogger in this you know in traffic in thailand um trying not to get hit by trucks until we found a little taxi truck where you just hop on the back of a truck and say hey i'll give you money take me somewhere that's pretty much how the taxi system worked and that's how we escaped being um pummeled by about it was why were they chasing you well, we were walking down this alley, not not like an alley alley, but where these, you know, this little street where there's bars on, on both sides of the street. And the, the, I think they're called Katoys, which is like Ladyboy or something. They were standing, <laughs> yeah, they were standing out front and they were going, you know, oh, sexy man, sexy man, you want good time, you want good time. And one of them pulled down their shirt and exposed their fake boobs. And my one of our friends in our group, who was super drunk, goes, "Look at those things! Look at them!" <laughs> and And so we had to we had to like and he starts drifting that way, so we had to grab him and say, "Hey, man, it's a dude. We gotta go get back to the ship before curfew's over and we get in trouble. We, we got to go and he goes, "It's a dude." And we were like, "Yeah, just let it go. Let's let's go. Let's get out of here." And he just turns around and he goes, F*** you, dude!" And he flips him the birds. And then they start throwing shoes at us. And he threw the shoes back. And then that's <laughs> that's when they started chasing us. As soon as he picked up their little shoe and started to- tossing them back at him, that's when they just all left the bar area and they just started chasing us. And we literally just ran for our lives because <laughs> it, it was. It was so scary, like being chased by l- l- probably a dozen sh- uh, she-males who are angry with shoes as a weapon, just coming after you. Like there is nothing probably more terrifying, other than maybe being chased by a lion or something. But that was that was certainly
0: an experience. Definitely doesn't mirror any of my own. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've nothing, nothing like that. <laughs> no,
2: that's what that's what you call being cultured.
0: <laughs> so Phil. Yes, did you s- start listening to Ron Paul in the military or what? How'd you get here?
2: Um, actually, a little bit. A friend of mine that was on my um, in my platoon on my shift that I worked when I was stationed in Yuma when I got back, you know, stateside, uh, he was really into Ron Paul and he would t- he would talk to me about things because he kind of picked up that like, I didn't like all these rules, I didn't like people telling me what to do. So he started, you know, talking to me about Ron Paul, but it really, the transformation really kind of happened when, um, you know, I got out and I started reading books, you know, because I was, um, you because know, I was super, you know, hardcore neocon when I was a teenager and when I was growing up, um, and so when I got out, I started reading, you know, stuff by like who I considered to be like actual conservative people. So I read this book called *Conscience of a Conservative* by Barry Goldwater. Um, where it was kind of like his own little manifesto that he wrote, which was uh, which was pretty good. I mean, from you know a, like an old school conservative standpoint, you know, opposing things um, on a constitutional ground rather than you know the the labels that he got thrown at him because he opposed, I believe, the Civil Rights Act just on the merit of that it was unconstitutional. And you know, of course, he was called things like a racist and you know all the other buzzwords that get thrown at people nowadays. Right, and then. That transitioned into, you know, um, getting more into Ron Paul. And then I was like, oh, he's got a kid? Wow. I mean, this kid's got a book. Okay. So I read a book called Government Bullies by Rand Paul. And I was like, this is shit that the government actually does and, like, gets away with. Like, they just, like, it was about the EPA and the TSA and how the TSA, like, they've never caught any terrorists, but there's been, like, 500 employees arrested for theft. There's all these drug rings and burglary rings. And I, I just, you know, started getting me thinking about like, well, maybe government like kind of sucks, you know, and it just kind of on a more personal basis, you know, later on, because that was right after I got out of the military. And then later on, a friend of mine died um, in Afghanistan. And that really had, you know, the questions going like, you know, what is the point of all this? You know, is it worth it? Like, what is what was he over there doing? What is he you know, what was he fighting for? What did you know what? you know, the all the things that we're told that we are we're, we're gaining all these things because of, you know, people like him and what they do, you know, what are we actually doing? You know, his family is, you know, forever shattered. And, you know, it's, you know, that's the hard questions that you ask, like, what what is it for? What why are we doing this? Why was he there in the first place? Why are we still there? You know, what are we even doing over there? What What is one positive that we can list about anything? And, you know, asking myself those questions, I couldn't come up with any answers. So I just started, hmm. you know, getting more and more, I guess, out of that, you know, right-wing neocon uh, frame of mind. And, uh, you know, I stumbled upon, you know, some liberty groups. On Facebook, and you know, started talking about things like that. And luckily, you know, I have quite a few friends who are of you know similar persuasion, big Ron Paul fans, things like that, that I could bounce ideas off of and talk to. And they can, you know, they would kind of, you know, catch me up to speed on things about how much the government sucked and what they really thought, and you know where you should go from here if you're really interested in learning more. And then, you know, that kind of just that led me to finding you know you guys in the group of you know he who should not be named and then you know all that happened and then we've been you know doing our own group now here for a few years and you know i've got to soak up a lot of wisdom from you know some of the more senior senior folks and uh it's just been it's been great it's been really eye-opening so it's been a pretty pretty crazy 180 over the last few years
0: I'm
1: trying to figure out a way to work in a boilerplate joke
0: but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of your personal relationships in these groups, who would you say was probably the best voice that led you in that direction or answered your questions or helped you grow?
2: Like in our group?
0: Yeah, in our group. I mean, b- besides Ron Paul and the big names, like what's a sm- what's a small name?
2: Uh, well, I mean, Tom Woods. His podcast, you know, blew my mind when I started listening to it and I was like, how does this guy know so much stuff about so many topics like how do you like you know again he's a relatively young guy it's like how do you know so much at like that age Whereas, like i feel like i know nothing (laughs) sometimes you know relative you know compared to my age to some of these other people who it's like seems like it's their life goal is to you know master the topic of libertarianism and and all that stuff but um i'd say probably the biggest the biggest voices in our small little group of ragtag wannabes um probably yours um because i always read what you have to say no homo uh, <laughs> ryan for sure because ryan ryan has a lot of too long didn't read posts but like they're worth reading because they're <laughs> like they're so packed full of just information and he he must be something good in there yeah it, there's so much information that he just packs into these facebook posts that you learn so much by just reading them and he, he explains it in in a way that doesn't kind of it's not a snooze fest you know what I mean? He's not, he's not, he's long winded without being long winded in a lot of ways. So it's, it's really nice being able to get and, you know, extract information like out of those posts. Um, but see, now we have Bob Murphy in our group, though. Yeah. We have
1: freaking Bob Murphy we, in our group. And you just said Bob that Cam Murphy. and I <laughs> yeah. are the ones in the group who've you, well, he, learned doesn't, the most from, he doesn't post that, often. that That feels great. He doesn't post in that off. Phil's often. mind, in Phil's mind, Cam and Ryan are above. You know Bob Murphy hey. below Tom Woods, but above hey, Bob any, Murphy.
2: Anytime he interacts in the group, I'm all over it. But he doesn't he doesn't interact. That we all often. are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: it's Bob yeah, Murphy. Yeah, we all
2: kind of we all kind of fangirl. <laughs> or
1: Eric July. Eric July commented because Maddie said something.
2: Yeah, she. It's always if Maddie gets, says something. <laughs> she always gets the cool people. She gets everybody to come out of the woodwork onto her posts, and it's it's awesome. Um. But, yeah, as far as other people, I think definitely not anybody named Shane. That's for sure.
1: Of course not. <laughs> that's
2: just that's just a rule. Yeah, I'd have to, as far as anybody else goes who I pay 100% attention to, I'd have to really kind of think about that for a minute. Because I,
0: I do I do play favorites. <laughs> I've got a question for Ryan. Turn the tables. No, this is a get-to-know-you-guys. No, I know, but it's it's kind of about me. Because um, I'm good about making things about me. Um I feel like you're one of the only people I've ever known that whenever I make a serious post or talk about something important, you're like, yes, you're doing it again. Because I think you're the only person who's (laughs) ever noticed that I get stressed out or I get, you know, tired of stuff. I go straight into like, I'm just going to screw around and troll. And every now and then I'll throw my thoughts on something. When, when, when do you think I finally gave up?
1: (laughs) When do I think you gave up? Yeah. Oh, that was a while back. That had to have been 2017. (laughs) (laughs) Sometime in 2017. And it was after we had our own group. So that was, you know, that was the end of October in 2016 when we created the group. And then before then you'd been a little more serious Cam, you know, admin in the other group, (laughs) deleting my my posts like that one really great thread that we had where we went back and forth (laughs) about anarchy with Remzo and then you deleted it all so I didn't have any of that even though I was going to write a blog post about it Wasn't
0: it about spanking? Was that the one? I think it was about Uh, spanking because there were like two going going on at the same time
1: Oh, you're right No, that was Yeah, Remzo deleted that one that guy was something else.
0: But there were two no, going on at the same time.
1: One. No, there was like five. But yeah, and you deleted the one that I was talking in.
0: Well, and it wasn't my choice. It was just like I was told to delete one of them. Oh, you're one of those guys. I was just following orders. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I'll be honest. At that point, I was just like, I don't know, trying to do something. Cam's just the guy that gets in line, takes takes his
1: orders, and does what he asks. Or <laughs> what he's asked. Yeah, okay, we got it.
2: <laughs> it's when you were no fun. And then you... It's a good thing that that wasn't like a little Jew child back in the forties or anything, you little you jerk.
1: Yeah. It's practically the same thing really, when yeah. you think about it.
2: Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Just, <laughs> What's the just, difference? Just doing my job.
0: <laughs> As he writes yep. you a ticket for pulling you over for going two miles an hour over the speed limit.
2: Sorry, it's my job.
0: And I, I I know that I know that Ryan and I had spoken somewhat before, but I got an immediate message. Like, why'd you delete that? And I was like, dude, I don't know. I was told to do that. (laughs) I just kind of, I just chose the, the newest one or whatever. Well,
1: you and I didn't talk too much that time, mainly because I thought that you were a, one of those reformed people, like a reformed Calvinist person
0: because of the beard. So, and then that's the most hurtful thing you've ever said to me.
1: Yeah. Well, and you even, we were having a (laughs) conversation. You said, Hey, you would, you should talk to this guy. And that guy was reformed because of the conversation we were having. And, yeah, so I friended him, and I was like, oh, here's one of his Reformed friends. I didn't think it was you saying, oh, since you're talking about this topic, you would be interested in talking to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like, oh, here's another one of my Reformed guys. You should talk to him about oh, this, no, too. No, He'd enjoy I've... it, too. <laughs> so I kept you at arm's <laughs> no. length, man. I didn't want to hear anything weird out of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I am like, and you know this now, but I'm like the absolute opposite of that. Like, I can't... I mean, not maybe not quite as opposite as Greg Boyd, but pretty opposite
1: at least you're opposite enough to you know not say that you know god does all the evil things in the world <laughs> that's the one makes one no bizarre sense. way of thinking yes then you created your own group and then you stopped caring then you stopped <laughs> posting anything serious just started who knows what you do
0: trolling the masses i made it the most fun liberty group you've ever been in and you know it that's
1: true oh, without doubt <laughs>
0: But no, I mean, like, there, there was a time that I was like, argue, 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 argue. And I just, I don't, there, there comes a certain point in my mind where I realize I'm arguing with a brick wall, and I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, nine out of ten people are brick walls. Mm-hmm.
2: It's exhausting.
0: Yeah, and so I just kind of stopped. And I, I love a good troll. So yeah, I mean, because you, you know that's you where can't I can't really with it. <laughs> have a
2: conversation. I mean, if you're like if you're on like a Facebook post about like war or something, and you say, hey, you know, when are we going to w- pull all the troops out? What are we doing there? This is you know we've been there 16 years. It's cost X amount of dollars. You know, so many people have died. Millions of so- okay, millions, Phil. Phil,
1: know. talk about something for real. Don't just be throwing out this this libertarian boilerplate, man.
0: Oh, come oh, on. Sorry, sorry. Um, war is good. We should. Destroy Venezuela, Orange Man. Good.
1: See, that's not boilerplate. That's some well thought out, good libertarian, pragmatic, practical logic. For sure, right? Is, isn't that what we're supposed? To, isn't that the way it goes?
2: You got to choose sides. We're at war with the Islamists the- <laughs> <laughs> and the and the commies. You gotta, we gotta fight them, not just Netflix and chill. <laughs> Cause that's what we're doing, <laughs> sitting there on our couch having all kinds there of we go. all kinds of sex with each other. We got to be out there fighting Islam. <laughs> there we go. That's that's a well thought out answer. Good, thank Phil. you. I didn't want
1: you to accidentally fall into the li- you know libertarian boilerplate.
0: Yeah, we don't want to get into that that stuff. But you know, I mean, like I don't argue so much anymore. But like, if you get me on my, I have I have pressure points. Um, that I'll go into. And one of those, as Phil knows and likes to mention, is uh, North Korea. is a sh- strange pressure point for me. And so if you, someone starts talking about North Korea, I'm there. <laughs> you know, I don't know what else what else hits me. Because I know you guys oh. probably talk to me more than anyone.
1: I know there's at least one thing, Cameron, that hits you pretty hard.
0: I hate that so much. Well, that's that's <laughs> one of them. Being called Cameron is one of them. If you want
2: to troll Cam, call him Cameron. Don't do it. He gets serious real quick. It's gonna go from zero to sixteen about one point two seconds.
1: Well, that's a problem. He gets he gets so serious that it's not fun. <laughs> you know, it's uh, come on. Is that is that yeah. the
0: thing you were talking about? What the, being called? Cameron? Well, yeah,
1: I wasn't gonna call you Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I, you were supposed to give the response. You totally ruined it. It's okay.
2: <laughs>
0: Which well, response damn.
1: am I
2: giving?
0: I don't know. A different one. Okay, let me try again.
1: Like the funny response, you know.
0: I don't have one.
1: You said you're the funny guy. Come on, give us a funny. No, yeah, I'm
0: the I'm the funny brother, but that's not a high bar apparently.
2: Yeah, funny funny man. Tell us a joke. Make us laugh, clown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell us a dick joke, Phil. Here we go. Uh, like a penis dick? No, a, no, a private
2: detective. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Well, <laughs> I've got a
0: lot actually. I don't think I don't think I have any dick, dick jokes. Like a like a, like a penis what?
2: <laughs> well, I was trying to make a joke, like a dick like a penis, or like are you talking about like a jerk? Like what kind of dick we talking about? <laughs> Alright, maybe neither of us are the funny man. All right. It's definitely Ryan. He deserves to be here. He he does. I do. Um, I don't think I have any dick jokes. I can't think of any off the top of my head actually. Let me Google. Well, I
0: mean I don't know if there are are there a lot of dick jokes out there? Don't um, Google dick jokes, Phil. Probably.
2: <laughs> oh, I already did. Guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a couple. Ooh. Oh, okay, you ready? Are you ready? Wait, are we talking about <laughs> penis dick?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, to be yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> we okay. we moved back to that. So and this is fun for all ages. This is this is not inappropriate. So what is a Rubik's Cube and a penis have in common? The longer you play with them, the harder they get. No? Okay. Next, next one. Alright, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> There's more. Why does a penis have a hole in the end?
1: <laughs> That's not a joke.
2: No. Oh, it is. Guess what? Here's the answer. So men can be open-minded. That's a feminist <laughs> joke, man. <laughs> what the heck? What website am I on? Oh, this is Smash is the Patriarch. there pa- like some Huffington Post columnist laughing yeah. right now? I'm on smashthepatriarchy.org slash penis jokes. Sorry, hold on. Let me go to a different website. Buzzfeed top ten penis jokes. <laughs> <laughs> this one's this one's super bad. This is the worst joke that I've ever heard, and somehow on this website it got thirty seven likes. What is that insensitive bit at the base of a, of the penis called? And the answer is the man. <laughs> when you said a bad joke, I thought you that's meant like so stupid,
0: demented. Because I I heard a demented joke the other day, but I don't think it's safe for recording ever.
2: Well, thanks for letting us know that. <laughs> this one more, one more, and then I'll be done. How did the ele... or
0: excuse me, what did the elephant say to the naked man?
1: Why don't you respect women?
0: My, your trunk is small.
2: <laughs> well, hold on, that's close. How do you breathe through that thing? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I found one I found one good one. I was on a mission to find one good one and I did it. So, that's all for
0: me folks. It's been great. See you later. Here's a dick joke for Ryan. What? For me? Was that my request? What was the first thing that Adam said to Eve? Whoa whoa whoa, back up, honey. I don't know how big this thing gets. Did your brother tell that joke? Oh, my God. My, if my brother listens to this... <laughs> we love you. There's, a, there's about much. a 0% chance of that happening. Though. You're
1: funny, Cam. We know it. I mean, you're...
2: You guys are a funny family. You're really I mean, funny. It's, it's obviously in your genes. It's just... Yeah. You're, you you Hilarious. lose
0: humor. <laughs> in my genes. In
2: your genes. That's another dick joke. <laughs>
0: Think about it. Put it together. It's a talk about penises. Even
1: though you guys insist that, that's, that you don't roll that way. It's
2: 2019. We can do whatever we want.
1: There we go. That's it. Thank you guys for letting me host this Get to Know You episode. And to your listeners, when you get tired of listening to these weirdos, be sure and check out my own show, Technoagorist. You can find the blog and the show at technoagorist.com as well as iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and everywhere.
0: Mmm. Opportunism. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah that's a good
0: Shameless go. <laughs> plug. <laughs>